0: God, forgive us for how we have raised our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren with the things of the world and not with your truths that you put in them. And this is why you put the seed in us. You've made us responsible to nurture that seed and to return it back to you so that you can then put it out and bless it with a hundredfold. Forgive us for our ignorance and for what we've done. Lord, we, dis- we have chosen to do what is right. Our eyes have opened. We once was blind, but now we can see. We were once lost, but we've been found. And so God, from this moment on, we will speak the truths of your word that will equip, enlighten, lift up, purge, bless, turn around, transform, and translate our children into the way of righteousness for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to continue where I left off at so that this would be considered as, as uh, part two of... Uh, Safety in Abiding in the Presence of God. Oh, so appropriate <laughs> the timing. Safety in Abiding in the Presence of God. Part two and the scripture supporting this is the whole book of Psalms 90, 91. But I'm going to g- flow from where I left off at and then add to what the Spirit of the Lord has put in. And um, But I'm going to first read it out of my... Jewish Bible, and then we'll go from there. And out of the Jewish Bible it says, you who live in the shelter of Elion, who spend your nights in the shadow of Shaddai, who say to Adonai, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he will rescue you from the trap of the hunter, from the plague of calamities. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you will find refuge. His truth is a shield and protection. You will not fear the terrors of night or the arrows that flyeth by day or the plague that that roams in the dark or the scourge that wreaks havoc at noon. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. Only keep your eyes open, and you will see how the wicked are punished. For you have made Adonai the Most High, who is my refuge, your dwelling place. No disaster will happen to you. No calamity will come near your tent, for he will order his angel to care for you and guard you wherever you go. They will carry you in their hands so that you won't trip on a stone. You will tread down lions and snakes, young lions and serpents you will trample underfoot. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. Because he knows my name, I will protect him. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him when he is in trouble. I will extricate him and bring him honor. I will satisfy him with long life and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. That's the Jewish uh, uh, um, tradition of the word, transition of the word. Now, we left off uh, really before I even got into the scriptures, and so we're we're going to kind of dissect them. But what you need to know in Psalms 91, the first voice speaking is David, because he's telling you about his God which is based on his testimony, which is based on his experiences, amen? amen? But the second voice is that of the Lord himself, who likewise pledges his watch care, and that's, you hear his voice begin in 14 through 16, amen? And so, um, when we pray the songs, you must do it in faith. See, we can recite things to your complexion change. Amen. But the question is, mm-hmm. do you believe it? Yes. Yes. When you say his word, are you believing his word? Yes. Amen? Yes. So we we're, we're to, to pray the Psalms with faith and an expectation. Yes. The expectation is you're praying it as if it has already happened. Yes. It's already been manifested. So when you're praying for healing, uh, once you ask God to come in and heal you, after that you're thanking him for the healing Amen. as if he's already healed you because the faith did. Yeah. But did he tell the woman, my faith has made you whole? The faith has already Healed you. The faith has already delivered you, but as you continue to thank God for what you had already asked him for, then it begins to manifest in you. Amen. 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 Okay, so um let's go and 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 go from one to three. Oh, one through five, I think. King James Version when he says No, what I'm going to do, thank you, God. God is really rearranging my stuff all day today. so y'all just be patient because it's not flowing the way I wrote it out, okay? But I'm going to pray it the way you pray it for yourself when you're praying as a prayer petition. Father, I thank you that I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And when you want to stand proxy for other folks, Father, I'm standing proxy for my family. I thank you that we, you're calling those things that be not, as though they were okay but this is this 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 is how i pray it father i thank you that i dwell in the secret place of the most high and abide under the shadow of the almighty i say of you lord you are my refuge and my fortress it's you god who i put my trust in Surely you should deliver me from the snare of the follower and from the noises pestilence. You should cover me with your feathers, and under your wings shall I trust. Your truth should be my shield and buckler. I should not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I see and behold the reward of the wicked, because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, my habitation." Therefore, no evil shall befall me, neither any plague shall come nigh my dwelling. For the Lord has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all, all my ways. The ways is the life that he has prepared for me to walk the path so I can reach the destiny he has set for my life. They should bear me up in their hands lest I dash my foot against the stone. I should tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall I trample under feet because I know your name, Lord. You have set your love upon me. Therefore, you will deliver me, you will set me on high, because I know your name, and when I call upon you, you will answer me, you will be with me in trouble, you will deliver me, and you will honor me, and with long life will you satisfy me with your salvation. Amen. Okay? Amen. Now, let's talk about what some of this stuff means. Okay? So it says, dwelleth, starting um, with one, dwelleth means to sit down in an ambush in quiet. I I, gladly. (laughs) Sit down in an ambush in quiet. (laughs) And it means your habitation. So when we start practicing it, it eventually becomes second nature to you to sit down in trouble in quiet. What it means by in quiet, you're not murmuring about the ambush. You're not complaining about the discomfort. You're not complaining about the pain because while you know you have given it to the Lord and he has you, so you are dwelling in a secret place. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay, so when it says that, um, uh, verse 3, he should deliver you from the snare of a follower or, or, and, and the noises pestilence, Follower means trapper of birds, noise and pestilence is perilous or deadly times. The times that we are in right now, but God said, Because you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, He has you covered. He has you covered. Amen. So, what happens in four, it says, When you are having to face these things, that in verse three, okay uh uh from uh perils and 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 divers things and pestilence and 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 isn't it interesting it says noisy pestilence because see your enemy will come with a whole lot of noise to let you know that what they're going to do to you i was saying on friday that when you are a real warrior you don't declare your strategy to the enemy so you don't come up to my well you know what you better just watch out because see what i'm going to do to you and what you need to know and da 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 da. no 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 your strategy you keep it on the down low and then you hit them like a self-bomb all they know that they just been hit and destroyed and they didn't even see it coming that's what a warrior does, but a person who fights, they be, I, I'm going to get you, I'm going to take, I, 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 I. no, I'm going to sit back and plot on your behind. Amen. Come on. So when it hits you, you know you've been attacked, and don't come back this way again. Yeah. Okay, y'all don't let the old nature rise up. Yeah. Help me, Holy God. Now, when those things in three happen, it says, he should cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. Now, it says, a mother bird spreads her wings over her young, inexperienced birds to protect them. So she's got her wings out covering her babies from to protect them from a storm or a predator. She will allow herself to be wounded to protect them. That's Jesus. Amen. That's Jesus. That's Jesus, all right? She keeps them warm and, and sheltered, and the babies feel safe in her embrace. That's God's sovereignty. Amen? Hold your spot there. Let's go over to Psalm seventeen eight that talks about that. This is what a mother's wisdom does, and a mother's love does, that she guards and protect and send out warnings so that the baby can dwell in the secret place, amen, amen. where the promises are. That's a 17, 8, and it says, keep me as the apple of the eye, hide me under the shadow of thy wings. And and mothers who have children, I don't, I don't care what that child looked like. That's the apple of their eye. When they have a baby, they think that that baby they delivered was the most beautiful baby that ever was birthed in the world. That's God's design. That's God's design. Amen. And so, that's the protection that we sit up under in Songs ninety one. Now. Uh, verses six through 10, it says these things, okay, this is, uh, uh, what what would you call it? A pre-warning or whatever. These things may not happen every time as an absolute because our deliverance is predicated on God's will. He may have an alternative plan to take what was meant for evil to work it for your good. Okay? Sometimes we need a push, a shove, or a wake up call. At times, God uses bad things to mature his people. Scripture gives three reasons why God disciplines his children one, to punish them for unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin. Okay, you know you sin. But God knows my heart. God understands. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this time he knows. Sin is sin. And you better confess it. Even if you thought it was benefiting you at that time. Okay? Because it does not long run. You know, David committed adultery with Bathsheba. Also had her... Her husband killed in the line of, of war so he could marry her after he had sinned against her and her husband. And as a result of his sin, because he never confessed it. Cause he, you know, cause he was over the, 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 the uh, army, the soldiers or whatever, and he gave out the command, he thought he had the authority, he, you know, sin will drive you crazy. So he was temporarily insane that think that he could take somebody else's wife, have him knocked off in order to have her to cover what he had already done with her. Woo, glory, okay, but anyway, as a result of his unconfessed sin, okay, his young son died and his living son betrayed him, okay? See, people say, oh, there ain't no such thing as generational curses. Okay, you just keep thinking like that. Let me tell you, the only way that it's not a curse, because you have confessed it and released it. But things you've done that you have not confessed, even some things that you've done, because at that time it made you look good and you are still floating in the knowledge of all those things that you've done that made you look like a big person that's unconfessed, it has already visited your children. And it goes on down. To break that trend, you have to confess that sin to the Lord even though it's washed under the blood if you got saved after the fact. Do you understand? Because the sin itself is washed under the blood, but the consequences of it isn't. And the consequences goes down from generation to generation. Why? Habits that our children watched from us, they pick it up, flow in it without a pre-thought. You can say, when I get grown, I ain't going to do that. Just by being in the atmosphere, you just automatically kind of pick those things up. Though even the things you abhor. This is why it's important for us to confess it and not only to God, but to your children, to break the mold off of them. And then, children, don't let nobody tell you nothing about see you just like your mother, you just like your daddy, you do the same thing. You tell them that's a lie from the pit of hell. You don't even know who I am, because I've been born by the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise because I know. I know not only from reading the Bible, which gave me the wisdom and the courage to do it, but I know it from my own personal experience when I went and confessed my sins, some of them I thought that they didn't have a clue about, to eradicate the consequences off my children. And I told God, God, don't let what I've done, those consequences fall on my children. And that's when God told me, I want you to go and tell them. Do you know how hard it is to go and confess your sins to your children? Yes. And I'm not talking about, well, I, I'm sorry for getting angry with you. Uh, 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 I'm sorry that I cussed at you. No, I'm talking about the stuff that I did before they were even thought of before they were even born and some of the stuff I did even after birth that was not pleasing. It was pure sin and was going to send me to hell. Okay. To break the consequences of my stuff off of my children. And that's what we ha- what we have to do to keep it from going from generation to generation to generation. And then when you see that stuff pop up in in in, in your children, you don't even recognize it. You think, Oh, where did they get that from? They didn't get that from me. That's uh. <laughs> well. Guess what? When you plant a seed, you don't get a seed. You get a harvest. So if you was a pot smoker, now there. What's the higher thing that? The, snipping cocaine, whatever they do, whatever elevates you from, from smoking weed, they come out doing far greater, they start out with the weed and then they escalate. If you were perverse, full of lust, and was laying around fornicating, that will take fornication to another level. And I know because some of the young people do some sexual stuff that we didn't even know about. Okay we're in church don't be sitting up here trying to look all pious like you don't know what I'm talking about because if we were out there in the world you'd be all in yeah you know come on we're supposed to learn how to live life in the church not from the world's view okay and so they will begin doing some things because they have more courage so they'll step out into the deep doing some sexual things that had never even occurred to you help us Holy Ghost, to be true so we can be free and because and it took Nathan the prophet to go to David to tell him about his sin to open up his eyes so that he could confess that sin and because Nathan had to let him know God is not pleased with you right now and so he had to confess that sin to stop all of that that was going on in his family. Now, isn't it wonderful? Because Jesus came through that genealogy to show us there's nothing that we can do that cannot be forgiven and cleansed from. Amen? And so uh, David had to confess because you got to see where you were once a sinner, but now you're saved and you can be forgiven. But you can't birth no good thing out of sin. Another reason God will um, discipline his children is to prevent sin from occurring in our lives. Now, a perfect example of that is Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Remember when he says that there was a thorn in his side, and he asked three Three times he prayed and asked God to take that thorn away, and he didn't because God says, my grace is sufficient. And I've always came up with the theory with this much deep revelation that God had given Paul. If he had not put a thorn in his side, he would have thought he was God because human nature would take you there. You don't have to plan it or think about it. It will just automatically take you there. And so there's some things that happen to keep us humbled to remember so we don't walk in haughtiness, yes. pride, yes. and self-lying. Yes. You don't believe all the height you hear people say about you. That's what they see. That don't mean God is seeing that. <laughs> okay. The other third reason is to purify us. For his work, now let's go over to Hebrews 12 and uh, verses 5 through 11, and uh, we're going to read, and verse 5 says, and you have forgotten that exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. He started out saying he was talking to children, but then he got elevated to be a son, A son is an heir grown up. So you've grown up in the things of the Lord and you inherit the things of God. Do you understand? That was an elevation. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastens and scourges every son whom he received. He has to cleanse us (laughs) because we don't come qualified and equipped. Okay? If you endure chastening, God dealt with you as with sons, for what son is he whom the father chases not? But if you be without chastisement whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons? Are you illegitimate? Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? Are you, you mean, you're going to put more Cretans in a natural man and think you have life? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure, based on their own understanding. <laughs> but he for our profit, but God chastens us for our profit. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? that we might be partakers of his holiness. See, he's chasing us to make us holy in his sight. Natural people chasing you to bring correction to the situation. Verse 11, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised or trained thereby. You see how it profits us to, to have to be chastened and suffer. A lack of suffering in this life is not a sign of favor, but illegitimacy. Well, everything is always going wonderful and right. You are illegitimate. You're not a sign. For whom God chastens, he loves you will not serve him unchanged all the days of your life. And when, he, when do-gooders come around that, that want to rebuke your suffering, or you try to eradicate your suffering, all they've done is stumped your growth. Because that, that kind of self-pity is not gonna help you. You, you know, uh, um, a, a good example, like when, when the ministry, the daughters of Zion are meeting with just all us women and i say some things, some of them be like, oh, pastor, oh, prophet, it's like, and then they're like, it's okay. And i usually say, mind your business. Interfering in God's work. Because God brings chastisement to error. And people who love you want to see you Grow, be corrected, and be right. They don't want to see you keep going down the wrong path. And, and people are like, it's, 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 it's okay. You're interfering with the spirit because he brings conviction to our soul. And so when some things are spoken and it's working on their soul and you come in with that unclean spirit and interfere, this must be a good message because they're quiet. <laughs> our Heavenly Father know far more than our earthly fathers know to bring us into discipline that would produce good fruit because we're going to produce some fruit but it's not all good okay now there god reminded me of a verse as is as, as in my prayer when i'm crying out about some stuff And he reminded me of a verse I used to quote all the time. I was so thankful and grateful that he brought it back to me. And of course, it was at the time that I needed to be saying it, okay? (laughs) And that verse is in Psalms 94 and 19, and you can flip over that one page. But it says, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Now, Listen to what it's saying. I'm going to say it again. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. He is saying that in the deep recesses of of our bowel, where we are complaining, fussing, and rehashing and rehearsing the woes in our life, that Put it under wraps and give those thoughts to him so that he can comfort us. And when he says, delight your soul, deliver you from it. Because it's in the death of your soul, not your heart. It's in the death of your soul where you're so messed up and jacked up. And he wants us to be free and delivered from it okay? Some of the things that you say that just flows out and is negative, it's from your soul. It's from your soul. And it's not necessarily because you have practiced saying those things. You learned to practice saying those things because your soul was jacked up. And what's in comes out. So the question is, is how and when did it get in there, that will cause you to lament certain phrases. Are y'all with me? Yes. Yes. And so you have to be truthful and honest with yourself so you can be that way with God, so that he can free you from the things that you rehearse naturally now. It just automatically flows. And, 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 and you'll say things, well, that's just who I am. No, it isn't. That may be who you become, but that's not who God created. So that's why you'll say, in the multitude of my thoughts, your comfort delights my soul because I'm giving them to you, Lord, to change them, to fix them, to rearrange them because I thought them don't make them right because I thought them don't make them good. And they definitely are not expedient, not for me or for the person I'm sending it out to. Because this is why I'm so negative. And I always think of the worst first. See, God said through his word, your thoughts are transformed. He's already translated you from darkness into his light with your heart, now he's working to transform your way of thinking and your view from the world to his way, which is a kingdom way. And so that's why you have to say that, because I used to say it all the time, and I forgot and stopped. So I was so happy when he brought that back up to me so I can begin to recite it again when I have some thoughts that, because, see, even though they may not be spoken out, they're doing damage to me okay they're damaging my inside and i don't want to decline get sick or age and i don't mean chronologically i mean physically due to some kushites so that's why i have to give those thoughts to god to take control i don't want to think about that i want to think of those things as pure lovely holy of a good report Amen? Amen. Amen? Now, uh, okay, let me get back to the scripture. We ain't gonna never get out of 91, are we? <laughs> All right, now, verses 5 and 6, it says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. Night represent the time between 6 p.m., and midnight okay and day represents the time from 6 a.m. now this is important because see contrary to believers satan strategizes and there's a certain work that he does at certain hours this is why we have uh you should remember this about the prayers watches thank you prayer watches Okay, because there's certain things that you pray at a certain time that disarms the enemy. Okay, so noonday represents the time from noon to 6 p.m. Now, let me go back. Day represents the time from 6 a.m. So from 6 a.m. to until noon, when we pray at morning glory prayer, Now, for you that attend, whether it's by uh, conference or present, have you noticed how good your day is? Because what you've done, you set the precedence for your day, and you actually prophesied over how your day is going to be, per the word. Especially you. Uh, The day represents the time that begins from 6 a.m. in the morning. So when you get up and prepare, to sit at the table and pray the kind of prayer that you pray and I'm saying that because of how you pray, okay? Are you, you, you understand where I'm coming from, okay? Praying the word and praying from your heart that now is affecting your soul. It will determine how things are going to work for you and it eliminates the enemy from having any power because you put the word of God out. And you covered yourself and you covered your family with the word of God. That's what I was saying. When I was saying last week, it has nothing to do with me, the pastor who's praying for you. It has everything to do that I prayed a word when I was telling you last week. I pray the word and cover and I name everybody that I'm praying. I don't just say all of us. I name it out. And declare this word over the situation and the people. So when I hear the good news of what happened that could have happened, what the enemy meant for evil, but God worked it for good, I know God heard my prayer. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so we want to strategize to come against the forces that wants to come against us. And, and because of this, and what we're reading out of 91st song, we realize that God provides Constant protection 24 hours a day. The reason you don't have it, because you just come from up under his covering with your lifestyle, with your words. More, more more with your words than the lifestyle. Okay. You just come from up under his covering. When you come from up under his covering, you're missing the protection. It is not has nothing to do with God and his angels or Satan. It's that you have exposed yourself. It's just like going, it'll be just like going outside right now with the temperature where it is with no clothes on. You open yourself up. Amen. Okay. So he provides constant protection 24 hours a day. And Isaiah 43, 2 says, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be uh, burned. Thou should not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee or scorch thee. Like the three Hebrew boys who went into that furnace and didn't come out, they weren't even, what was supposed to come out was some ashes. They come out walking, and they weren't even scorched. But that's what this word does for us. It covers us and it protects us so that we don't get drowned, burned up, or flown away. Amen. 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 Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Now, um, Joseph and Mary are symbols of who believers, especially married couples, should act like. Okay? Joseph and Mary, why? Because Joseph's faith, after the vision he received from God, caused him to believe and to trust in the vision that God had given his wife. But he wouldn't have had that visitation from God if he hadn't decided, because of good character, to not put his, his wife aside and let her be persecuted by other people because he cared that much. So when you go to God in humility and truth, yeah. he'll provide a way beyond your understanding. So then God, when he decided to do what's right, then God visited him through the angel to give him a vision that would give him enough ability, strength, courage, and faith to stand on the vision that God had given to his wife. Okay? The angel came and gave Mary a vision that appeared to be impossible because she was a virgin. And he said, you're going to birth a child. But she received the vision from the Lord. And she said, I don't know how it's going to happen, but be it unto me as you say it. Speak through, as you spoke the word, I received the word. (laughs) And she followed the word, okay? Because they received and followed the word. And she became impregnated with a seed of ministry. And that ministry came here from divinity in a human form. He became a human fetus that was planted in her womb that she was gonna birth out. And when she birthed it out, he became a man on a mission. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. He grew into a natural man, and he had to do it in a natural form in order to counteract the natural forces that mankind will face every single day, 24 seven. Are y'all with me? Are y'all praying with me? Okay. And so he came in as a natural man to face the cross, the cross of redemption, and to be persecuted for the sins of mankind. And then he shed his blood to cleanse us and return us back to god where sin has separated us from god as a new he we we were not just returned back to god we we will return as new creation through the sanctification of the holy spirit and the justification by jesus redemption redemptive sacrifice on the cross jesus provided a way for and in us in the authority and the dominion of his name and through the power of his blood to be resurrected, to follow his way and his life. So when you say, I can't do it, no, you can't, but he can. That's why you surrender and render your will and your soul to him. Because through him, the Holy Spirit will allow you to do because the way was paid and provided by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he didn't depend on what we can do? But it's what he can do? Amen. Okay, go over to John 16. John 16, verse 7. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is necessary for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. Who's the comforter, people? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's also our advocate. Okay? And not that good news? Yes. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. He will convict the world of sin. And of he will convict the world and of righteousness. He will convict the world of, of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judge. Okay? So what is he saying? Glory, 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 glory. See, because what Mary and Joseph believed brought that change. And and and, and, and you, when you put their lives together and separately, see, we I... I can't be greater with you when I ain't nothing by myself. Because when we come together, there should be an overflow of what we both have. Not I'm filling your cup and you're trying to fill up my cup. We aren't capable of filling up each other's cup. What we need to be doing is coming with our cup full from the Holy Ghost so we can overflow together. And so their lives demonstrated obedience, faithfulness, peacefulness, and being laborers and co-laborers together. Okay, now what happened with this? Jesus came so that the sin would be repro- the world would be reproved of their sin, convicted of their sin. If you are not convicted, change cannot happen. So He came to bring a change, and that and, and that righteousness would go forth, so that now. When the Father looks at you as a believer, he don't look at your sin, he look at your righteousness and we walk in righteousness because of jesus not because of who we think we are or how much we know but because of jesus righteousness are we now righteous so when the father looks at his righteous child he now is forced to cover you take care of you do what is necessary for you because you belong to him he's not obligated to take care of no illegitimate children as the word words said, he is not able, obligated to take care of bastards yeah. right. and of judgment because why? The prince is in the world. Yeah. The prince of the air is still in the world, yeah. still trying to do damage. Yeah. So judgment has to be pronounced. But he pronounces it on, on him and the, and the world that is cursed by him. This is why, glory to God, this is why we cannot be in tune with this political error that we miss our because pur- it allows us to miss our purpose and our relationship with God. We must be in tune with what God is saying. I don't care who's in the office. God is in charge, and he's ruling, and if he's in charge and you belong to him, you follow his plan, not the plan of this world. We are co-laborers together, so the first thing we're supposed to be concerned about is our relationship with God, second, with our family, and third, with the co-laborers of the body of Christ. Let Let's not only be in tune but on board with what God is saying to bring us out of this turmoil and, and 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 to be in his timing for all believing believers will be blessed and rewarded when you get your eyes on God and not on what this political system is telling you through the area of, of the airways of Fox CNN and whatever end that's going on Amen. and y'all know what I mean yeah. Okay? No. Let me tell you, it's, it's okay to be informed, but not to be convinced. It's okay to be informed, but not convinced. See, you being informed so you know how to go to your knees and how to pray for God's plan to come forth. Okay? But you don't be so convinced that you go with the flow of what you're hearing because you are just residing here as an alien, this is not your home, Th- your home is here. And if you if you live here like this is your home, you ain't going to make it there. Amen. Don't worry because this place do not determine your future. Yeah. It does not provide your covering. It will not be your provision in life because God is bigger and greater than the United States of America and the government. And He will take care of you in the midst of turmoil. He will take care of you in the midst of flight. Anything that is going on, we serve a God that's far and mighty. Why? He created the universe. He knows what we need. If He takes care of the birds in the air and the fish in the sea, why much more will He do for me? And when I was created in His image. We were created in his image with a soul. The soul means we have the ability to think, reason out through his way, and bring a change. The animals can't think. They just do what they are instantly known to do. God has given us an ability to create, to say, and change by our words of our mouth as long as we speak this word. And all unbelievers will see the hand and the wrath of the Lord, says the Lord. And you can find that in 2 John 1. God is the author of life and justice, not our government. And he is a jealous God who will not share his throne with any other man or idol. Amen. Let's go over to 2 John 1. I just need to read that. Glory, I know the Lord that I serve. Because he keeps me when I feel like, oh God, it's hopeless. What are we going to do? And all I have to do is cry out to him and he'll give me a word out of his word that will lift me up and keep me going. Hallelujah, Jesus. You, you go to somebody else and see what they got to say. See how high you're going to be lifted up. No, you ain't going to be lifted up high, you're going to be lifted up low. Glory, Hallelujah. Okay. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so glad I came over here. I forgot what I had prepared. Oh, second John 1. The elder unto the elect lady. You know who the elect lady is? God's chosen people, you. God's chosen people. Us. <laughs> oh, and her children. That means the generation that comes up after after every generation, okay? Whom I love in the truth, not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth. What he's saying? I found that you have taught your children the same thing that was given to you and has been passed down. As we have received a commandment from the Father, and now I beseech thee, lady, chosen one, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another, And this is love that we walk after or according to God's commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. As you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. What is it telling you? Walk in the word, not in the political form, okay? For many deceivers are entered into the world, okay? Who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? This is how you know when they believe that Jesus was born of a woman in the flesh. Then you know that they know that Jesus is Lord. Okay. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. When they confess not that Jesus have come in the flesh, so all them people talking about Jesus was a prophet. He was a good man and all of that. All them different religions is talking that talk. And you talking about well, they believing God? Yes. Antichrist believe in God. That's why he's trying to come against Jesus. But because you say you believe in God, don't make you a believer. It makes you a person that that can think. (laughs) Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought a work for, but that we received a full reward. Hmm. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, do I hear that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the doctrine of God, the no. doctrine of Christ, mm-hmm. the anointed gospel good news, okay, have not God, okay, I let me start again. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ have not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he have both the Father and the Son. If there come in that if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, okay, y'all listen. Receive him not into your house. Right. It's funny, because the Jehovah Witnesses wasn't even in operation when this was written. Neither bid him Godspeed. speed. I just went. <laughs> Neither bid him Godspeed. speed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed, <laughs> y'all on it. Is partaker of his evil deeds. See, don't think you like, oh, that don't mean nothing, because I really didn't receive it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let me tell you anything that you ingest it's gonna come back out. I don't care how you ingested it, through your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, your intestines, it's gonna come out. And when stuff is ingested, it don't come out in the same form. It's worse. <laughs> Smells, looks nasty, ooh. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Okay. Twelve, having many things to write unto you, I write. I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you. He's like, this is worthy of speaking this in your face, and sp- <laughs> and speak face to face, that our joy may be full. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. In other words, from one sister to the others, from one elect sister to the other elect sister. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. The end. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um b- before I um go to i uh, benediction and i closing. I need to just say this uh cuz we ha- we're having our announcements at the beginning in order to get that out of the way so the spirit can flow. But for for the for the fasting um because you know why we're fasting, and it really we need to be really uh, confessing our sins and repenting so God can do a greater work in us, because there won't be a church revival until we individually seek God for our own deliverance, and we're truthful in confessing our sins. So um, there's a scripture uh, in Psalms 139, 23 to 24, This search me, O Lord, and know my heart. That needs to be a focal point, point. and I don't know if I shared it earlier, but I had intended to, because I know we only have one week left. Um, Cleanse thou me, Psalms 19, verse 12. This is what we need to be focusing on. Yeah. Cleanse me. Yeah. Search my heart. Yeah. Know my heart. See, when he says, when he know it, he's going to reveal it to you. Yeah. How he see it, not how you see it. Because yeah. the ways of a man may seem right unto him, but God ponders the heart. See, he ponders the reason Why we think the way we think, why we do what we do, why we say what we say. Because, you know, like, oh, I didn't mean anything about it. God already pondered the purpose. Mm -hmm. And he knows. But he needs to reveal it to us so we can stop lying to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we'll stop speaking out that lie. Amen. Because we need God to reveal his plan for the body of Christ to us so that we can pray and be prepared. For the work that he's going to do, Amen. Okay. Uh, the the first one was 139 verses 23 to 24. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. And then the second one, "Cleanse Thou Me," comes from Psalms 19:12. You got that one? Okay. I, I want to pray this prayer before we. I actually do do the benediction, and and we apologize for some. Typo errors, so we reprinted it to have it correctly. Because when you're petitioning God's court, you want in His name, you want better be saying the right thing. Because Amen. <laughs> Amen. when you say it in His name, He's gonna co-sign it, yeah. <laughs> and you don't want Him co-signing some stuff you have messed up and confused. God, we repent from the dumb stuff. The prayer, the faith, prayer of faith for the maintenance of our constitutional rights. The name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into it, and they are saved. Okay. Amen. Amen. I'll do the benediction after we petition our Lord's court. I want to see my Father in heaven. I don't care who's ruling down here on earth. Hallelujah, Jesus. And then I'll do the then I'll do the do the benediction. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Heavenly Father, we the body of Christ appeal to your court in heaven to repent of a lack of understanding of the plans, policies, and procedures that were put in place to destroy our constitutional rights of speech and thought. We appeal to your court for the thoughts of the men and women who are in authority for their plans to be bound up, tied up, and prevent it from being successful, and their procedures to be cut off in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, Heavenly Father. Tell us collectively and individually how to pray and strategize to pray down the powers of the Antichrist and Jezebel spirits from our sphere of influence and our nation we declare that through the power of the cross and the blood of Jesus, we are liberated, free and resurrected to have dominion over and against the powers that have come against the church of Jesus Christ. Lord, please take the blinders from the eyes of confessing believers to get on board with your way for life and that more abundantly, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And now for the um, your uh, benediction prayer. This is the prayer I'm going to pray. Father, I cease not to give thanks for all of us people on Zoom, as well as those who are present and all extended family members, friends and loved ones, making mention of them in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give unto us all the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God, that our eyes may be open to know what is the hope of the Lord's calling and what the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of god's power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power thank you father for granting us all according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner man that christ may dwell in our hearts by faith that we being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth the length the depth, and the height and to know the love of christ which passes knowledge that we might be filled with all the fullness of god now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that i can ask or think according to the power or according to the faith that worketh in us all also, I pray that we all might be filled with the knowledge of your will, Lord, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we might walk worthy of you, Lord, to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power unto all patient and long suffering with joyfulness. We give you thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, and unto Christ may the glory and praise be always. Amen, and amen, and amen. Be blessed.